Welcome back to Sound Pollution. This week has been a very busy week for me. I got the pleasure of meeting Andy Serber, who has put me into contact with some of the other guys from Rock House Music Alliance. So lots and lots of editing, lots of cool interviews coming your way. Um, but this week we're going to start with Andy, who's going to tell us about Rock House Music Alliance, uh, some of the artists on that label, and about himself. This was a great interview. I got to learn a lot about his songwriting process. He shares his single that was released this year and an acoustic version of his soon-to-be single. So hang out with us today. I hope you guys are safe and healthy at home and enjoy the episode. Okay, awesome. Uh, so we have a label called Rock House Music Alliance. We uh, we focus on giving the artist total control, and we, we support independent musicians. It's a very unconventional business model that we've put together, um, and we're, we're t- kind of taking a gamble, really. We're, we're hoping that with what we do and, and putting music out there that the artist truly believes in, and we'll see that that music resonates with people a lot better than, than something that may have been produced specifically for the commercial market and things like that it's uh it's it's early on uh, right now in our in our project and uh we've got four artists on the label uh, got myself andy serber Bumper salier eric worley and arnold davidson and we've what kind of got, music- uh, so it ranges um each artist has a their own unique style um and that's really what What's kind of cool about about what we do is everybody really gets to dig into what they want to do. You know, we we have we have a saying. We all kind of get together when we're doing final mix down on a song and, and things like that. And somebody will remind whoever song we're working on. They're like, "Hey, it's your name on it." You know, does it sound good to you? <laughs> you know, is that what is that what you want? It's been really cool to to work on this and to see some of the feedback that we've gotten from doing this taking this approach and doing it this way. And of course, we all play instruments on each other's tracks and uh, on songs and things like that. So it's um, it's really unique. We don't focus on making money. Um, really focus on producing music. Something that the artist believes in or something that they want to put out, out there for the for the world to hear. So it's uh, it's been awesome so far. Well, that's good because I think um, especially with modern music, it it tends to have almost an overproduced feeling to it. And I think it sort of takes away from the storytelling. And what I noticed from the guys that you, well, from all of you, not the guys, but all of you, is that the the songwriting aspect, the storytelling aspect of it is really, it's really strong and you can feel it. It doesn't get lost. Yeah, that's what we all kind of focus on is, and while we were on that overprocessed, comment i mean there's some of the stuff on modern rock things are auto-tuned the process that it just it doesn't sound real and you lose some of that feeling and you know when i write a song or uh, you know i know even thumper eric and arnold when they're writing songs we want you to feel what we're writing about we want to make that emotional connection with you so that you understand 
and inflections in our voice and things that we do uh, that you would lose in process and we try to retain. It reminds me back in the day, Johnny Cash, Elvis, you know, that group of people where the, the music itself was simplistic and raw and the story comes through really strong. And I like that. Yeah, that's something that we're that we're going for. Those those originals that started uh, the Sun Studios and the whole Memphis scene and everything else. You know, we're we're kind of doing the we're hoping to do the same thing on the other side of Tennessee. <laughs> so, uh, but we do we lend back to those traditional simplistic methods. Um, you know, and, and we we try a bunch of different techniques and yeah, we use modern equipment and, and modern software and things like that, but we're not trying to, to use that to cover anything up. We just want the highest quality recording we can get. Right. Hey, we're, we're actually in there doing it. We're not, uh, we're not trying to get close and, and scrub it in on the software or anything like that. So yeah, I, I'm glad to know that that came through with you. It, it, it did. To hear somebody appreciate one really strive to, to achieve. So, but we, uh, we do stick with, uh, stick with our roots. You know, we all come up in that Southern rock and country and, uh, even gospel. Uh, music mm-hmm. kind of thing. We all blend and, and stick back to uh, that type of music. And in as we were coming up and learning, you know, Arnold and I were childhood friends um, growing up. You know, he played drums growing up, and he he kind of wanted to move to guitar. So they'd be practicing and stuff like that, and I'd sit and watch Arnold. And you know, I wanted to play drums when I was a kid, and I'd just watch. You know, he's he's a year or so older than me, and. Uh, like I say, I just, I'd watch him all the time. And then uh, when practice was over, he grabbed the guitar and went and play on the drums. And that was just the coolest thing for me. So that was, uh, that's kind of the background. I played music with Thumper. We started playing in uh, Thumper and Eric. Uh, we had a little band in high school that we played around with and things like that. And of course, over the years, we'd lost touch with each other. And, uh, you know, we'd see each other, maybe play some music together and things like that. And then uh, I guess it was about a year and a half ago, we decided, hey, let's, uh, Let's go ahead and start putting some of this music out and our originals and things like that. So we, we thought about how do you, how's the best way to do that. One of the big things is we don't want to lose control of what we what we put out. You know, we didn't want electronic drums, we didn't want synthesizers, we didn't want MIDI instruments on our tracks. We wanted to play it that we wrote it in the way that we hear it in our head. That's that's all we wanted. And we said, well, <laughs> we're not going to get that with any record label. No. So that's what we did, and uh, just we we work together. We all help with uh, mixing, producing. Uh, it's it's a really cool thing to see how everybody kind of pulls together. And it's so exciting when we've got a new song to work on because we'll go off and play different parts. And Arnold does a lot of our tracking, and uh, I mean it's like it's Christmas morning when Arnold sends a message and says, "Hey, I've uploaded this." the tracks to this new song. So really cool and, and I hope to see this label uh, expand and thrive. You know, right now with the, the current economic situation and, and music and things like that, we're we're kind of in a slump. But, yeah, everybody's uh, in a stand I'm sure that's still. Recover, you, know. you know, really I think this is a terrible thing that's happened for a lot of people. But I think as we come out of this, you know, people are going to be hungry for that, that live music and, and going oh, to the yeah. bar and seeing the band. And, and I, I'm hoping that we realize, you know, hey, we lost this for several months or however long it lasts. I'm hoping that, that people really come back and start supporting live music and independent artists and things like that again because, 
you know, once you don't have that chance to, to do it, you know, it becomes more important, you know. You don't know what you have till it's gone kind of thing. Yeah. I drum for a lot of uh, different artists and things like that. You know, primarily I'm a drummer. Um, me coming out and, and doing the, the front man thing is kind of a new thing. I always said, when we go on stage, that's a job that we do. And if we're on that stage for two hours, one hour, four hours, it doesn't matter. That time that I'm on that stage, my job is to make the folks in the crowd forget about the problems that they have. Just forget about it. However I've got to do that, you know, I'm there to entertain you. I want to take your problems away for X amount of time. I want you to have a good time, burn off some stress. We're here. We're going to have a good time. Just enjoy it. And uh, I focused on that. I think it's helped me out throughout my career understanding that aspect of, of the role that we play as musicians and entertainers it's really to me it's gratifying to be able to do that you know when i walk off that stage and i see people that's smiling and they're like hey that was you know, we enjoyed your music you guys were awesome and that sounded great i, I mean there's nothing like it. Damned. I, that's the that's the best yeah i i need to make money and, and obviously we've got bills to pay but that right there is why we do it. <laughs> yeah. So who all's on the label? Why don't you give me all the names? So on the label, we've got uh, Thumper Salyer. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Thumper is a uh, very unique unique artist. He's he's one of the best vocalists in the area. Probably one of the best songwriters I've ever. Uh, that boy can sing. He's, he's, he's not natural. He's like a superhuman or something because he can go from silk to sandpaper with his vocals. I've played drums behind him for since we were, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. And there's not a night that we've played a show that he didn't do something that just blew me away. And I forgot I was in the band. I thought I was there to see him sing, <laughs> sitting behind him playing for him. <laughs> What's he doing? You're like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be playing uh, drums right now. Yeah, but he's uh, he's an amazing songwriter. He has he has a very very unique ability to span any genre. He's uh, he's officially dubbed all Americana because he does span several different genres. He can do a country song. He can do a hard rock song. I mean, he can do a gospel song. Thumper can do anything. Every time he comes to us and grabs an acoustic and sets it down. It's like, hey, I've been working on this. You know, we're just mesmerized at what he comes up with. And you match that with his vocals and uh, the, the stuff that Arnold does on the tracks with uh, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the instruments is, is phenomenal. So we're really excited about uh, about his career going forward. Arnold is one of the most talented humans I've ever known. I mean, he not only is he musically talented, um, he does some amazing artwork as well. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, he can do just about anything. I mean, he's just artistic, and he, I don't know, he has some of the greatest ideas I've, I've ever heard uh, working with him over the years. So uh, he's got an album out called More Outlaw Than Me. It's a full-length album, fantastic album. There's some amazing songs on there. People need to check that album out. And it's called More it's Outlaw really, Than Me? More Outlaw Than Me is the name okay. of the album, and it's available on all the, the music apps, you know, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, Spotify, all those things. Arnold does a lot of the track work for us and things like that. He plays every instrument known to man, I believe. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. I'm always so jealous of the people that can do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that was for me, you know, drums come natural for me. And I was talking to Arnold about that not too long ago because I don't like to drum on my track. Um, Why? Because I want some new thought or new input okay. into that. And I was talking to Arnold about that. I said, I don't want to drum on my songs. I want I want somebody else to drum, you know. Either you drum them or uh, his – Arnold has a, a brother that's a fantastic drummer as well. So I want something different on mine, and uh, it's pretty cool to have a resource that – there's very few things that I can think of to call and say, hey, Arnold, can we add something onto this track? And he said, yeah, I could probably track that out. <laughs> we are like, sweet. He's, he's an awesome uh, awesome resource, and uh, we, we enjoy having him on the label. And, you know, that's been really awesome. You know, he's more of a uh, kind of red dirt country artist. Has some southern rock, <laughs> some country um, type of uh, elements to his stuff. Awesome songwriter. Eric Worley, in my opinion, is what the voice of country music should be today. Eric has that voice. I've always said Travis Tripp was the best voice in country music. Oh, Eric can give him a run for his money. I mean, yeah. he's just got that voice. He's another awesome songwriter. I mean, he comes up with lyrics that just blow my mind. There's been times where he's sat down and played songs and things like that. and It's just like... How did you come up with that? <laughs> I'm jealous of you. I wish I would have wrote that line. He's got two singles out right now, and uh, we're working on some more with him as well. But um, he's our country artist. I mean, that's kind of the area where he fits. And um, he does some, some modern stuff in, in his songs and things like that, but he does keep it traditional country, you know, kind of an 90s country vibe and those those type of things in there. So really looking forward to some big things with him going forward, especially as we uh, put out more content. Just uh, just to be able to hear him sing live is fantastic. I mean, he when he gets into it, he's into it. He lets it go. So we're hoping to see big things come from him in the future as well. I'll tell you a funny story about Eric. We were writing a song together the other day in an unconventional fashion. We were doing it over Facebook Messenger. I was at work, and Eric was sending me some ideas and things back and forth, and when I had a chance, I'd respond to him. So he said, I got this verse and chorus, and I'd like some help. He's like, I'm stuck. Can you can you give me an idea here? And I said, yeah, I can do something with it. So I wrote a few lines. He recorded it out and sent it back to me. He said, okay, here you go. Well, we think we need another one. I said, Okay. Well, the guys always pick on me about my song, right? Kind of leans toward the morbid, somebody's going to die, get killed, you know, this <laughs> kind of stuff. I've been making fun of that for years. God, you know. So you use your music as a way to, like, kill somebody in song so you feel better later? I guess so. I mean, I, one of my big influences was, uh, was Chris Knight, and uh, he he has that kind of simplistic, morbid vibe that I have as well. Like, I, I really emulate his style a lot i just i, I can't write a happy song I, I <laughs> always pick on me about you know about killing people and, and he was looking for that third verse and i sent him a message and i said dude i've got a great idea <laughs> and he immediately responded back and said we are not killing anybody in this song and like, right. <laughs> he was like not today so, yeah no this today he was like no not I'm not saying that. <laughs> that was awesome. It's cool to, to see how we're really like brothers more than we are anything else. I mean, we get on stage together and we know what each other's going to do before they do it. I mean, it's it's one of those kind of things where we've played music together so long and been friends so long. And 
it's just been a really uh, a, a cool journey for us musically. And as friends and, and as well, you know, like I say, we're real close. We we do Christmas together and Thanksgiving and things like that. So we're talking about family. Really, and I yeah. think that helps. And I hope it comes through in the music that, you know, you get that better product, you know, uh, at the end, as opposed to just people laying down tracks. I mean, we, we put 100% in everything we do because that, that's, our, that's our buddy. That's our friend. That's our brother. We're trying to help out. That's what makes the, the label work, I think, is... And as we bring new artists on, we want to bring them into that and maintain yeah. that supportive, hey, we're here to help. We're not competing. I mean, we get on Facebook and do videos and things like that, and we're always sharing each other's shows. And, hey, you know, Eric's got a new song out. Thumper has a new song. Arnold has one. I mean, we all support each other. So we're trying to set that example. And, and if we can, if it works and we can show that this label can make a profit and support independent musicians and let them do what they do best, then it could be a game changer. But that's a big risk to take, but we're willing to do it. Even if it just works for a few people, it'll be worth it. It will, yeah. I mean, uh, for me, I'm, I'm happy just to know that we have material out there. You know, it's available. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to, to, uh, to listen to our music, they, they certainly can. And uh, that's what I create music for is to uh, put something out there that somebody may connect to. It may understand something. It may get them through a tough time. It may, you know, make them feel better when they're happy. Well, maybe not my songs, but we're working on that. (laughs) Speaking of songs where um, people die and they're not happy, why don't you tell everyone about the song you sent me called Another Grave? Speaking of death. Another Grave. Yeah, somebody dies in all Andy songs. <laughs> <laughs> so another grave. It was a song that I wrote uh, coming out of a out of a divorce, which uh, you know those situations are never good. And it's a it's a song about being angry and how do you feel when you're angry? And you know we've all been there. It's the human emotion. Yeah. And I write about things that other people won't touch. You know, I, they just will not touch them. Um, I've got. I've got another song that I'm holding back that's really controversial. Twist to that song is it's really not about what you think it's about. And we can talk about that one later once we get it worked out. But uh, yeah, another grave. Um, I, I wanted the anger to come through on that song. I wanted that emotion to come through of, of how how people can feel when they uh, feel like they've been put in a situation that, that wasn't uh, fair or that they didn't like, you know. And we can all do that. At, at any point in time, you know, we, we make each other mad and, and those kind of things. But uh, there's there's an element of humor that I that I brought into that. Obviously, I'm not pissing on anybody's grave or anything like that. It's just an expression, you know. No, but it is a very <laughs> good line. I like it, but I wanted it to be humorous too. You know, when it, when it got to that line, I wanted you to kind of chuckle and be like, ah. Dude's mad, <laughs> you know. Just a little bit. He's mad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you know, hey, I, I see where you're coming from, you know. And if you think about it, all of us have been there at one point or another. It's like, you know, that person is, they're not my favorite right now. When I write songs, I struggle sometimes because I'll typically, I, I come up with that hook first, you know. What, what am I going to grab people with the song, you know. And I'll have an opening line or a chorus or something like that. And I've got one piece of the song, and I have to put the rest of it together. And uh, I came up with Other Grave. I thought about it for months. It was months that I was trying to develop something to go with this hook that I had in Another Grave to piss on. And 
I was just sitting around, noodling around on the guitar one day, playing around, and I found that chord. I started playing around with it. I put that line with what I was playing, and I said, this is it. And it took me 10 minutes to write it. When I finally heard it, finally figured out, this is what I'm going to do, I sat down and wrote the whole song in about 10 minutes. Played it through a few times, made a few tours on it, took it and uh, sent it off to the guys at the label, and I'm like, hey, what you know? What do you guys think of this? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're on it now. Let's do this. So uh, we did that one as my first single. I've got, I don't know, 20 or 30 songs that, that I've written that I feel are, are decent that I would put out. But uh, that was the, that's been the newest one, and uh, it was the most recent. And I was uh, kind of in that space at that point in time, so I wanted to release that one as my first single. Suicide mission 
Take you hurt, you lie, you cheat. Protect yourself and your cold deceit. You can't win, you can't hide, and I won't be there by your side. Later on, when your cold heart dies, you finally start to realize. I thought you were another star to wish on. Let's try something new. And it's it's such a collaborative environment to work in. I mean, it is, it, it's really, it's unreal at how great things go for us as we are creating music and doing that stuff. So we're all really grateful to have that opportunity to be able to do that and, and to mold our songs into what we, what we want them to be. When did you know that you wanted to write music? So I started playing out. Uh, playing drums for, for Thumper when we were about 12 or 13 years. And uh, we were playing CCR all the time, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Thumper could sing just like John Fogarty, and people loved it. You know, he was yeah. a teenager, and he'd come out there and build. And we did that, and, and we got it in our heads that we loved doing this. We're going to be rock stars. And Thumper's like, well, we're going to write songs. Thumper has always been one of my songwriting idols. I've just looked up to him. Hold because he'll sit and write a song, and I'm just like, How did you do that? Like, and I saw Thumper doing this, and I was like, I want to be able to do that. And I, we would write together and things like that. Long about the time, I guess we graduated high school, uh, it was somewhere around that, that point in time. Thumper came up to me, and you know, we were playing there at, uh, at the original rock house there in Saltville, Virginia. And uh, he said, You've got to hear this guy, Chris Knight, he's a killer songwriter. And I was like, oh, never heard of this guy and he's like listen listen i think we were back in the napster days back then or something so we downloaded a few songs or and we're just hooked and once the combination between thumper and chris knight i said these guys have the ability to connect with people on a way that i want that ability to connect with people and that's where i take my songwriting i i don't like a lot of modern country or 
rock or, or pop because there's no substance, there's no content into that. There's no clever element to songwriting. I mean, and a lot of times it's the same line over and over and over, 30 times in a row, and that just doesn't do it for me. Now, I'm not down in anybody's music, and I think we should all do artistically what we want to. I just prefer that more, I guess, intellectual element to it, you know, back when you would listen to a song and think, well, what were they talking about, and, you know, what were they thinking when they wrote that, and kind of dissect these elements down, and I put a lot more into my songwriting than I think people will ever know, because I've got connection there, and there's references back and forth and um, things that I hope someday somebody will listen to that and be like, wait, he had this clever little connection right. throughout each verse. Another grave has some Easter eggs like that in there, but I'm not going to talk about it now. I want to see if anybody picks up on it. So it's cool to see if anybody messages me. Hey, what did you do? What's in another grave that, that we should be picking up on? <laughs> is that what this is? <laughs> that, that would be awesome. It's It's fun for me. It's like a puzzle to put together. You know, sometimes taking it apart is just fun putting it together. So uh, figuring out why why it all came together the way it did and, and those kind of things, is uh, that's fun for me. I, I listen to other songwriters, and I'm like, you know, I'm looking for those things, and I'm, I'm dissecting that down to figure it out. And, of course, you know, I'm trying to hone my craft, so I listen to their songwriting technique and look at, at the things that they did and, and those type of things. and. I try to improve what I do uh, by doing that. And of course, you know, we, we all do that as musicians, uh, guitar players, and they'll break down licks that other guitar players do and try to figure out, you know, all those elements and songwriting the same way. It's an outlet for me. It's a stress relief. It can be frustrating sometimes when, you know, you've got two or three verses and you need that last one and you can't find it. You know, there's, there's that element to it. One person was kind of an inspiration. Can you think of anybody else? Yeah, uh, this one was fairly recent. Paul Thorne. I, I do like uh, more of the bluesy style music and things like that. And Paul Thorne was a boxer uh, early in his young life. And uh, he actually fought Roberto Duran on a, the, for the title, title fight, whatever weight class they were in. I, I don't recall what weight class it was. But uh, he fought Roberto Duran and he lost the fight. But he has this great music out there, and he's not mainstream at all. He's independent. He has a pretty significant following. I got to see him down in Knoxville, Tennessee at the Bijou Theater. He puts on an amazing show. Fantastic band, but, but Paul has that songwriting element to him. He's got that emotion in his music that I like to have. And he's if I could do what he does full-time and, you know, and play those, I know that the type of music that we do and, and what we play, we're not going to be selling out stadiums. That's just not, that's not what we do. But listening rooms and, and theaters and things like that, where you have that small crowd that really follows and gets into your music is kind of what I'm shooting for and what I'm targeting. You know, not to say we won't put on a good show and it, the shows we put on are, we come out there and we give it our all, but there's not everybody that likes, you know, it's, it's not, lasers and lights and this and that and the other. We do it musically, really use all the special effects and things like that to, to push that. But Paul Thorne was um, was a huge inspiration to me and probably one of the reasons why I decided to step back, step out from behind the drums and, and really try this because we have similar vocal styles and, and things like that. And I thought, well, hey, Paul Thorne, can, he's pulling that off. And, you know, maybe I could do that too. 
I've been in music really all my life, you know. I mentioned uh, playing music with Arnold earlier um, as a kid. Well, as I was coming up, uh, I had the opportunity to work for an audio production company. Uh, a friend of mine named Woody Ruth owns Woody's Pro Sound in Chilhowee, Virginia. And he did uh, a lot of the, the fairs and festivals and things like that in the local area. I guess really about a five-state area. And uh, I've... I pestered him well enough that he hired me. Of course, I wanted to be in music, to, and he hired me to come and help with these live shows. And, uh, you know, we would run sound for the Nashville artists that would come up and uh, got to work with Charlie Daniels and Aaron Tippins mm. and uh, Earl Thomas Conley, um, a lot of those guys. And, you know, just being there in Monitor World, sitting next to those guys, and, and if they were, a lot of them were very cool. They, you know, I was learning to play guitar and playing drums and I mean I'd talk to them they'd let me get on the bus and show me things and here I was a teenage kid living the dream you know you like getting paid to hang out with all these musicians yeah I mean it, it doesn't get any better than that um speaking of speaking of that what advice would you give somebody who is just starting out songwriting or playing uh, um so I think the first thing I would uh would give advice on is find songs that you like and put yourself in that writer's position and figure out how they may have felt or what they may have utilized to write that song. Uh, just kind of, you know, listen, dissect the, the intent of the song. Um, if you're a visual person, print out the lyrics. If you're, you know, uh, audio, more audio centered person, Listen to the listen to the song and try to really figure out where were they at. One of the things that I think that helped me a lot is I entered a lot of songwriting contests um, and the critiques that I received from those. Now some of them were pretty bad. Granted, yes. my songs were pretty bad, but uh, <laughs> but they gave they give you objective feedback and that's something you you need to be open to everybody liking music. Um, so entering those songwriting contests and, and doing those things um, provide that for you. And, you know, they usually emailed or mailed to you, so you don't have a face-to-face, -face, you know, interaction where somebody's telling you your song sucks, you know. You can get yeah, mad about it or whatever, be like, well, I don't think Yeah, you don't <laughs> have to deal with that. But there are people that will tell you face-to-face, -face, no, that sucks. you got to get okay with that. I'm fine. I'm sorry you don't like it, you know. <laughs> but I think... By, by doing those two things, I think somebody's well on their way. Uh, writing with other writers is another great way to, to hone your skill. And, and, of course, you can talk to them about their writing process and watch them work. Now I get the chance to write with people, I think that's a fantastic opportunity because somebody always brings something new to the table. And I'd rather it be a technique or the way they do things or vocabulary. I mean, it's just the possibilities are endless there. Uh, what you can pick up with collaborating and writing with other people. So I think those things will, would be a lot uh, more helpful. And then, you know, if that's your thing, that's what you want to do, put your music out there. Uh, I think that's important. Create something you're proud of. You need to get it out there. That's yeah. That way people can hear it and you can get some feedback on it as well. Tell me about the acoustic song, Wrong. It's a song about essentially how people can do you wrong, but you can, you can, overcome that and uh, rise out of that situation. You know, I come from a small town and born and raised in the southwest portion of Virginia, right on the Tennessee line there. 
of course, I'm down in Tennessee now, but, uh, you know, there was a, a lot of things in that town that, you know, people just kind of got done wrong over. And uh, I had some classmates and, and things like that. Didn't let that hold them back or didn't let them get it get them down. They overcame those things. And uh, I've got some uh, some pretty pointed lines in there that may be considered abrasive, but, you know, sometimes the truth is the truth. And that's what it is. And that's kind of my songwriting style. So uh, the key to that song is, you know, you were wrong. You thought that, your way was the right way, but in the end, you're wrong. So that's uh, that's kind of the, the gist of the song. And I hope people will like that and kind of understand uh, where that came from. Well, I've heard a lot of things Been floating around this town Since I finally found I don't understand Why you want to put me down I guess it makes you feel good To run me in the ground But you were wrong Things are better now Than they ever were before And the sun is shining down Through these open doors Don't be mad at me myself off the floor yeah I took a chance cause I always wanted more you were wrong yeah well you were wrong with all your lies and your simple minded paradise you were wrong to hold me back cause a freight train can jump a track and you're dead wrong in the things you do and it's all gonna catch up to you I was broke before I could bend Never thought it'd be that strong But you were wrong No, you never understand Cause the words are hard to find You want to apologize But you can't be that kind And I know it bothers you Cause I'm always on your mind Well, maybe someday you wake up and finally realize that you were wrong It's very different from another grave, and that's what I like about it. It's 
I've heard some artists that kind of just get stuck in the, hey, we're going to go down this path, and everything's similar and kind of blends together, and wrong is totally different. So uh, so I'm looking forward to getting that out there and expanding that range. So, so is there anything else that you want people to know about you? You know, I'd, just, I'd like to thank everybody that supports independent music. Um, yeah, that's a critical element for us as a society. You know, independent artists are are really the anchors of of music, in my opinion, because they they care about the music. And uh, for for those people that support that kind of music and buy their songs and merchandise and go to their shows and things like that, uh, thank you for what you do because that's an art form means so much to so many people that uh, we need to protect that and we need to yeah. need to participate in important uh, promoting that because. I just feel like money and greed have overtaken the music business, and absolutely, uh, I don't pull any punch. I'm gonna be on a on my major label as any kind of a headlining artist because I'm not gonna tolerate that. I've got integrity. I do the right thing, and you know we're not going down that path. Not not with me. So that independent thing is is where I'm at, and um, anybody that supports that, my hats off to you. I thank you. Uh, hope hope to see you at a show somewhere. All right, you guys, that was this week's episode of Sound Pollution with Mr. Andy Serber. I want to again thank him for taking the time this week for that interview and for introducing us to RMA. Like I said earlier, some really cool interviews coming up from this label. I really want my listeners to slowly reemerge from quarantine safely. Take your time, be careful, stay healthy. I know it's hard to get out there and um, support your independent musicians due to everything that's going on. So just jump on Facebook, jump on YouTube, show them some love, listen to some new tracks, share it with other people, just say thank you. Anything is appreciated right now. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you, thank you, Andy. You were awesome. Remember, everybody, make some noise. <laughs>